Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man welcome back to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. That's right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Season 5 of Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. I am Tom the Lazy Man. I'm Michelle Pink Chicken. We are your hosts in this tour of carnage of the Cooking with Jack show. We have moved on to yet another episode of Jack's failed attempt to capture the gastronomic zeitgeist of the mid-2022 calendar year, featuring the famous American-French-trained chef Julia Child. So far, we're zero for two on Jack's attempt at Julia Child recipes. Right. We're moving on to his third episode in his series of somewhere between six to eight episodes where he tried to ape the recipes of Julia Child. He called it Julia in June. Julia in June. Kind Even of, though sort of. the series ended in May and all of the episodes surrounding yeah. right. the, the series itself and then any other of the like hanger on right. smaller this cooking is the, shows. This is the only time you will ever associate the words Jack Scalfani and a little behind in the same sentence. Normally the behind is much greater, much, much more massive. Yes. So this episode, we've seen Jack... Fuck up meatloaf. Fuck up meatloaf, fuck up brownies. Right. He turned a, he turned a pan of brownies into a pan of kitty litter. The third installation of this is Julia's roast chicken recipe. Now, how, how could Jack fuck up a chicken? How can you fuck up roasting a chicken? Have you seen... I mean, for, for me, for Lazy Man, for you out there in the audience, it's very hard to fuck up a bird unless you undercook it, which he's done, or this, burn it, which he's done. This is the man who literally made me invent the term Cronenberg because he took an unsuspecting chicken and it did what he called wet brine versus dry brine and basically turned an unsuspecting chicken into a sci-fi fucking horror film that made us invent terms like fat stalactites and gizzard bag burntness. It's a horror show. We can't go wrong with this one. We're going to end up 0-3, I believe. Not to date this video too much, but tonight Pink Chicken and I treated ourselves. We went out to the cinema and we saw Damien Chazelle's epic waste of time called Babylon. Now, I'm a Brad Pitt fan. I'm a Margot Robbie fan. I'm a Damien Chazelle fan. But th this film was just wasteful in, in so many ways. At the very end of the movie, not to give too much away, I don't. I, you know it's about film history. There's like an unnecessary nine minute montage of scene of film school 101, very, very famous films. He covered Maya Darren's meshes in the afternoon. He showed a clip from Tron. Uh, one of the things he showed was Salvador Dali's film, Le Chien Andalou, or The Andalusian Dog, where they razor blade the eyeball. That's the level of horror that Jack aspired to. 
there's only so many ways you can roast a chicken, right? Basically what this is, based on her recipe, is a padded dried chicken, salt, butter, a carrot, an onion, and some vegetable oil. You put the vegetables down, you roast the chicken on the top of them, you treat the chicken with the salt and the butter, and you're basting it every so right. often. But the technique is you put it in for like an hour at 425 to crisp the skin, you reduce the temperature down to 350, and the slow roasting begins. If you cook it at 450, for the whole duration, like Jack, I think may have done, will dry out probably some of the other meat. At the end of the video, there's some weird things that happen, camera trickery, that we don't really have an explanation for. Uh, again, we have was, some theories, but right. we don't really know what happened because of the there's, jump cuts and the lies. Yes, I was gonna say two main ingredients, jump cuts and lies. Jack goes all the way through this video and he tries to get to the word technique because as Pink Chicken laid out for you, it's very simple ingredients. Roast chicken, a little salt, a little pepper, Pepper, yeah, little butter, couple it, aromatics. You don't really need butter, butter, butter. You don't really need a lot to make a chicken taste good. Right, lots of butter. You see, you see rotisserie chickens in stores. All the they helps. do is just constantly they're self basting essentially. The butter forgives all our sins. They might treat it with a little seasoning at the beginning, the but butter knows our secrets. I but basically it's just roasting, right. you know, it's rotating, it's roasting. Right. It's very hard to screw it up. The butter knows our fantasies. It does. It sure does, it sure does. <laughs> what we're saying is the ingredients are simple and what you have to master to get it to the level of a world-class, historically renowned chef like Julia Child is the technique. The technique is a word that Jack searches for for the entirety of this 15 minute video and never reaches. He said, the way she treats the chicken, the way the chicken is treated, the treating of the chicken. He keeps saying this, ironic that he doesn't understand what that means. Right. Like he talks about it, but he doesn't know what it means. N nor does he understand how to keep cross-contamination from happening. This is from roughly six months ago. This one has a little bit more views. I, I can't really. Jack is not a famous YouTube chef. Jack is an infamous YouTube chef. So Anytime he gets his hands on a chicken, one of the reasons you are listening to the Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man podcast is the entire fucking internet knows. All seven continents of the earth, every corner of the globe knows that when Jack Scalfani gets his hands on a chicken, nine chances out of ten, it's going to be an entertaining fuck show. That's why this video, unlike the brownie recipe video, which had 3,000 views on it, this particular video has 23,000 and counting views. I seem to remember that this video was posted posted to r slash cringe on reddit or some kind of similar right. shock value group on reddit and that's why this got the amount of views that it did anytime you put jack and chicken in a title people are tuning in in the same way that they would tune in if they saw the words tanker truck into daycare center they just want to see a horror show the same reason why people usually watch nascar for the crashes for the train wrecks all gas no brakes we're going to set the utubulators they should be out of the closet dusted off ready to go right they're warmed up they're quietly vibrating and humming in the back wow so here we go could also be uh, pink chicken trader 5000 what 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 you should start okay synchronize your youtube relators we are hitting play in five four three two one and we're back to the blank stare intro from the summer. So once we get past that, we'll be shown the ingredients out on the countertop. It's very simple. There's right. not that many ingredients. This kind of recipe is what Jack excels at. There's a chicken, carrots, onion, chicken stock, butter, salt and pepper. There's something unusual here because as Jack's talking about the Julia Child technique of cooking this, he mentions that she's going to do a three pound chicken in a cast iron skillet. Jack is going to do a five 
25 plus pound chicken in a 99 cent dollar general dollar tree family dollar aluminium roasting pan. It's really a flimsy one. In these cases, when I use this type of pan for something, I either double up on it or if I'm going to be roasting something with it, Give a little support. Put, put like a, a baking sheet or a baking tray, something to support the bottom because right. when you pick it up, it, it like shimmies to one side or the other. Right. He does not do that. He uses one single pan and he puts it in directly into the oven. If there's anything I've learned no after support. living with Pink Chicken for all these years, it's support the bottom, guys. Support the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and I forgot, there is the drizzler of olive oil in the background. Ah, the Rachel Ray drizzler of oil that he has. He normally holds at crotch level. He's trying to he's trying to impart on you something he learned about Julie, and that's how she treats the ingredients. And we right. talked about this. He completely misses the point as we go through this video. I think the first screw up here is is the type of cooking device. You need support for it. Now, quizzically, as we get towards the end of the video, you will see literally on the back of Jack's counter, Jack has a selection of cast iron pans. Oh yeah, he's cooked with cast iron several times before in this kitchen. We have these mysteries of the Scalfani-verse as we call them. Why are there cast iron pans? He mentions a cast iron pan, but he uses this flimsy aluminum. I'm thinking it has something to do with the weight. Remember, he's basically one-handed. And I think he thought, well, five pounds plus a chicken plus four or five pounds plus of cast iron pan means I'm not going to be able to maneuver this. And as Pink Chicken points out, mommy wife Tim is nowhere to be found in this video. No, and if you look closely during the video at the clock on the back of the stove, it says like 1.30 or something like that, or 1.40 in the afternoon. And this is supposed to be their dinner. Even if you have a large chicken, it takes one to two hours because any more than that, you're drying out the breast meat. Well, as we suggested, Jack's daily routine seems to be waking up in the very late morning. Because remember, Jack doesn't have a full-time job. This is what Jack does. He's a YouTube guy. He's a content creator. So he wakes up late in the morning morning he spurgs out on social media for a while one wonders if mommy wife goes off to her day job because she's actually the breadwinner of the family one wonders if jack's typical production schedule is starting at late morning just before or just after mommy wife's lunch hour maybe he's supposed to start before she comes home for lunch because i feel like she lives close enough for her to come home for lunch unless she works like seven to three maybe she works one of those really earlier shifts no i think she's a nine to fiver given their penchant for going to starbucks in the morning or the breakfast places they go. I feel like she's a late starter. Plus she's a bookkeeper type person. So they typically don't get started until whatever they're producing, the production office that she works for. That Normally the workers come in first and then the bean counters come in a little later. They like to start 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. They're bankers hours people. I think this is one of those videos that Jackie was supposed to start early but didn't. Then mommy wife somehow contacted him at lunch and she's like, did you get that chicken started yet? Uh, oh no mommy wife. Well you better. So if he starts the chicken at 12, da 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 till we get to 145, 148 that you see on the clock. That kind of lines up with the, he started this about noon. We paused the video here at time index 335 to go on that rant. So Extended rant. I'm going to unpause it here in a second. Jack has moved the chicken from a bowl. Why even bother putting it in a bowl? Cut the chicken open, put it right in the pan. Or like, you know, let it drain, let the... I wonder if the it. chicken was frozen and he had to defrost it. He's already screwing up here because the carrots and the onions, which he roughly chopped, the onions are in large chunks when they go in. It's almost like he cut an onion in half and then just pulled it apart. Or the halves in half. They're large chunks. What the recipe Man says, put the vegetables on the bottom, which makes sense to me because bed of you're putting the chicken breast side up on top of the vegetables. He doesn't do that. So here's screw up. 
joke number two. Manhandling this chicken, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It is not gentle. It is not loving. And like for someone to rant about treating the ingredients. This is like a Craigslist hookup behind an Arby's dumpster, <laughs> which you know he may or may not have some familiarity with. The other thing that, and I, this is a known technique for all kinds of chicken is you want to dry because if it's wet, it's not going to roast. Wet. It's going to be boil. slimy yeah. and weird. Instead of using a paper towel like a normal human being would, right. the first thing he should have done was pat the chicken dry. But he starts by treating it like putting the butter on the skin inside of the cavity, the salt oh. and the pepper on everything. Well, he hasn't patted anything dry. Then he stops and is like, I have to go and pat this chicken dry after he's already started putting shit on it. He takes a big gob of butter and he goes right for that open chicken cavity and he shoves the butter inside the chicken cavity. I've never seen that done. We've watched tons of roast chicken videos. I don't think it hurts anything. I don't know what benefit the, you're getting from it. He either misunderstood or he just physically couldn't do it and this is his poor substitute. Everybody else typically takes their fingers, they work the skin of the chicken loose and they typically shove the butter between the skin and the flesh of the chicken. We paused it again at five minutes and 23 seconds. Roughly about that timestamp is when he starts patting the chicken dry with a kitchen towel. The same kitchen towel a he's white, been using all through the episode. A, a white kitchen towel. And oh, it was white. Exactly. That was carnation pink from the blood. That comes in play later on. Now the fun part is he does mention the fact he knows he's doing some serious cross-contamination. There is now salmon from one end of his kitchen to the other. As we approach time there's index 545. There's a jump cut. Before the jump cut, you notice there's a little booger of chicken flesh and salt and maybe it's a piece of tea towel with it that goes flying across the screen. At five minutes and 45 seconds, something flies off of that chicken to parts unknown in his kitchen. With the jump cuts here that are going on, he's saying he's washing his hands, but is he really? He's probably just wiping them on the towel, which means that towel's getting just infected. He's put all the salt and everything on there. He's now going on the outside of the skin with more butter. Time index, six minutes and 25 seconds. Jack decides to have his way. He uses his, the body heat of his hand to melt a little like two tablespoon pad of butter. And now he starts molesting the chicken with it, literally. His hands are completely coated in butter. I Didn't said take to, the ring off when he was patting the chicken dry. And I said to Lazy Man, I'm like, how much you wanna bet he goes and licks that butter off? He says he goes to wash them, but I bet you he licked some of the butter off. How could he resist? Again, difficult to tell because we keep getting these little jump cuts, these little crossfades. The time index is passing. We have no much time is elapsing. We don't see what time it is right away. He goes and starts trying to fit in the vegetables around the chicken. Seven minutes and 25 seconds. The carrots and the onions. And I, you'll see what I mean. They're big wads of onion. Like Man he cut, wads. And he did have a large onion out there. So this is like the sweet white onion. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big round ovoid it's onion. It's like softball size. And he has like two, maybe three carrots at most that are cut into basically quarters. Here's another fuck up. This recipe that I read specifically says that you need to trust the chicken. What that means to me is bend the wings back behind the head so they don't burn the tips. Mm, and the you tasty, also tasty tips of the wings. And then also while you're doing that, tie the legs together at the ends right. so that they don't burn. Little chicken and they cut and they they roast evenly. But he has the whole chicken now covered and surrounded by vegetables where the chicken should have been resting on top of these vegetables. You want the chicken to cook evenly. You want all the parts of the chicken. The 
thicker pieces of the chicken get more heat, the thinner parts of the chicken get less heat. Trussing it tightly like a Japanese dominatrix assures that each part of your chicken cooks to the proper time. I don't know how much this really matters because Jack's oven is a convection type oven. He is dumb enough to turn the fan on thinking that, ooh, it's gonna cook the meat faster. No, no, you are slow roasting a chicken. That's why it's almost a two hour cook time. And I thought 450 seems a little high to me. And the recipe that I looked at that was Julia Child's roast chicken pizza. was 425 for roughly an hour. But each like 15 minutes, you're rotating the bird. You're moving it from one side, like on its side to the yep. other side. So it kind of roasts evenly. In the lead up to the Cronin birds, the wet brine chicken and the dry brine chickens, we watched a lot of other YouTube channels for their roast chicken. And everybody was really hot on the salt, fat, acid, heat cookbook because there was they, they had just released that out on Netflix. So there were a lot of roast chicken recipes. And most of those recipes were 425 in the beginning, then dropped down to 400. All of them were basically saying, this is just to crisp the skin. This is introductory step. If you're gonna cook the meat of the chicken, drop the temperature down. And some of them even were specific what corners of the oven you oh, wanted yes. to roast it in. Put it in one corner of the oven, let it roast there, then switch the bird around and then move it to a different corner. Yep. I mean, it was very specific. We're not seeing any of that kind of technique here. Jack is absolutely flabbergasted in surprise at the end of this video that the chicken actually comes out slightly golden brown, although the longer we looked at the chicken, the more... Pinkish? It had a pinkish hue to it. But again, Jack's camera work is pretty shitty. So and his white balance always sucks. It's hard, to, it's hard to discern one way or the other. He says that he checked the temperature with an instant read thermometer to be up to temperature, which, what is that, like 165 maybe? 165. But we don't know where he stuck the chicken either. He right. could have stuck it right in the breast, like which is directly under, you know, the heating element. Right, burning so, wire. where are we at here? Eight uh, minutes and three seconds. We're going to start it back up. There's a lot to go through here because it's just a lot of weird shit happens at the end of this video. The whole secret of this recipe is the technique and Jack is trying his best to follow what he believes is the technique, but he's fucking it up so royal. Unlike his normal videos, which are dump everything in a bowl and throw that in the bit of the browning wire for a while. What he does now at this point is grab tongs and the tongs are going to help him flip the bird around. We're going to watch this closely because at the very end, at the very tail end of the video, he seems to be grabbing a towel and playing with his strokey hand. We're, we're trying to figure out if it's just dirty or injured he, or something did happened. Did he burn it or what? He doesn't have a lot of mobility here. He's only got one good arm. He's got one bad and he's, hand. And we know he's by himself. He points out that Tammy's going to come home for dinner and eat this later with right. him. You'll see in a couple minutes here, there's also another little bit of subterfuge that he engages in regarding the pan itself. At time index 9 minutes and 20 seconds, you can see he is struggling to flip this bird. He's like chasing the pan around the inside of the oven. Now remember, this to him, because he got the numbers wrong, is a 450 degree oven. That's a pretty hot fucking oven. He's basting the bird with a silicone basting brush. I think that I would much prefer to use a baster. It's a lot easier. And then you're not chasing the bird around either. This was a curious shot. Jack left the video of the bird lying on its side. I said seductively beckoning Jack to its bird boudoir. <laughs> Jack's basting the butt of the chicken with the butter. So he's he's rotated it and now he's putting he's saying he's going to put it on 350 <clears throat> degrees. Okay, so I missed that part earlier. I didn't think he turned it down. Okay. Okay, so he did turn it down to 350. It's touch and go with him following the detailed technique of roasting this chicken. Now he is using the steam gloves. I don't know what temperature they're good up to. I'm assuming they're okay because he's pulling the racks out with them and not wincing. He's on dangerous ground here and we're not sure where he'll take the chicken out of the oven here sooner than later and 
when it hits his counter, the pan it's in magically transmutes. He pulls some of the juice out here. This is the great, this is the juice section. He pulls out a tablespoon or two of, of drippings are in the pan. I don't know how he gets them out. Maybe he pulled the whole pan out and then pour it in there, or I would use a oh. turkey baster. In the sequence of videos that we're seeing here, the chicken is still in its cheap aluminum roaster pan. That went back in the oven, he shut the door. So the chicken's in there. But then he cuts to his stove and he's got this two or three tablespoons of chicken juice right. that he's supposed to turn into a sauce or a gravy and he fucks that up because he doesn't thicken it. And, but, and, and then, he's got the flame way too hot for, it's gonna boil right off. He's not gonna have anything left in that pan, but perhaps some frond. So now he's shaking a box of chicken stock at the pan on the stove getting red hot. If you listen to the ASMR, and imagine Jack going to the toilet. Or imagine Hope drinking out of Jack's toilet. It's a very, <laughs> very wet lapping sound as yeah. the chicken stock hits the saucepan. And and even while we were watching it here, one of the cats was like, what is going on? Yeah, a cat was going nuts listening to the Because we, we listened to it like three or four times trying to figure out what was going on with the pan. Which, by the way, now is different. So this is where the weirdness begins to happen. At the 13 minute mark, Jack cuts to his countertop and a close-up of the roasted chicken. We were looking at this going, what's different about this? And Pink Chicken goes, that's not the same roasting pan. Yeah, this looks like a cake pan. Like a 10 by 14 baking pan. Yeah. He's making a 9 by 13 cake in. But it is a solid pan. It is not the cheap, flimsy, aluminium roasting pan that he had at the start of the video. So we're wondering when he pulled the juice out or in pulling the chicken out to baste it and put it back in, pulling it out and putting it back in, did the pan finally give way? Did he have to transfer it? Because we were talking about the cast iron situation earlier. Like it would be maybe too much for him to lift. The chicken was five pounds, but then he put like at least a pound or two of veggies. So now it's seven pounds. I don't know what the, the weight limitations of those flimsy pans are. Either the pan itself gave way or it was too hard for him to manipulate uh, or a combination of both, but the chicken ends up in a different pan than it started out with and he doesn't say why, he doesn't show why. And with these flimsy pans, they're fine to use. I would either double up on the pan or if you're gonna use just one pan, put a baking sheet underneath it. Right. Which he didn't do either of these things. So it, we could only imagine that the pan gave way. Some type of structural incident happened with his initial roasting pan. The chicken itself looks better than most of the chickens he's made in the past. The Compared legs, to the Cronenbirds, this is amazing. The legs still look pink to me. If you look at the chicken at 13 minutes and 20 seconds and you look at the chicken as it is, the chicken looks better than it is. Top of the chicken is golden brown. But remember, he hit that with four or five lacquered coats of butter. He was being observant, if not accurate, with his temperature. So no matter what happens, the skin is going to crisp and get golden brown like you want it to. Whether or not that indicates that he actually let the chicken go for an hour at the 350 degree mark because we know, thanks to the Cronenberg videos, that Jack wants to get to that chicken meat as fast as he possibly can. So did he leave it in there for the full hour? He might have, but as Pink Chicken points out, if you look towards the legs of the chicken and even the underside of the chicken underneath the breast, there's a lot of variation in the coloring of this chicken. Yeah, and some of it tends towards the pinkish hues. It definitely is lighter on the bottom. And I, again, I think that's because he crowded the pan with all those vegetables yep. rather than roasting it on the top of them. But the, the nether regions, the legs and whatever the fat is sticking out from the chicken's cavity Near Amsterdam, you know, look, the nether regions. look pink to me. More mysteries as he cuts 
cuts to the wide shot here. Yeah. There's either the basting brush or some other type of kitchen implement in the new roasting pan that has somehow inserted itself in the posterior of the chicken. Oh yeah, that's the basting brush. Okay, yeah, that's stuck underneath the chicken. So it's like, it's almost like propping, it's jacking up the foreground leg of the chicken. What confuses me though, because these weren't there at the beginning of the video. If you look to the left of Jack, the counter behind him where he has all of his cookbooks that he never uses, there's two pans out and they appear to be cast iron pans sitting on the countertop. Why the hell is this in a different pan all of a sudden? Maybe he panicked, maybe he dropped it on the floor. Something happened with that other pan. Our supposition, our hypothesis, is there was some type of structural failure incident with that aluminum roasting pan that he was using. Either it gave way when he was trying to pull the basting out or when he was fucking with the chicken trying to baste it. Something happened. It just started giving way and he used the, the baking dish to support it, the, the cake pan here. Or it may have in fact structurally failed and the chicken hit the floor and he basically scooped the chicken up with the tongs and using the basting brush. Or he may have manhandled it with his dead arm because pretty soon he's gonna start noticing that his dead hand is either injured or dirty because he has to walk off camera. The two pans were not there at the beginning of the video. There is a meat thermometer back there so I'm assuming he had tested the chicken in at least one area. We're at time index 13 minutes 55 seconds. Now here comes the most dangerous part of the video. Jack is threatening the chicken with a knife. He is waving that carving knife over the chicken as if he's trying to find the perfect angle with which to carve the breast. It's a long knife, but it's it's thin. It's got a thin blade. It's got a curved blade on the front of it. At 14 minutes and seven seconds, you see him going in with the carving knife. At 14 minutes and eight seconds, we get a one second smash dissolve to 14 minutes and nine seconds where he has in his hand. A one of the chicken quarters. He ripped, yeah, he ripped off the lower quarter of the chicken. The whole leg and thigh came right off. Now let's assume it's one or two o'clock in the afternoon. This is supposed to be their dinner. He's eating half of the bird. He's consuming a large portion of it. I don't think he's stopping here. Once that camera's off, it's right. anyone's guess. The gastrosexual guess. must feed. He's lovingly holding on to that ripped off leg of chicken. Now you think he would take like a little nibble, a quick little bite, just like, hmm, yes, right. this just is- Just taste the meat. No, he shoves the entire thigh into his face. The most entertaining snapshot you have is if you pause the video like we just did here at time index 14 minute and 15 seconds, Jack's eyes have lolled into the top of his skull. So you see nothing but white, like a shark's eyes, as he shoves the whole fucking chicken. You can see sticking out the left side of his hand is the leg bone of the chicken. He is just shoving as much chicken in his mouth as he could possibly fit, almost to the point of invoking his gag reflex. He had the gag reflex removed last surgery. So he's going to town, munching, he's going back for a second bite. Oh my God. The amount of chicken the man has in his mouth right now is fucking epic. Then he sucks on his fingers for- Sucks on them. Five seconds at least. Right. So imagine that sound when you're, you know, trying to fall asleep at night. Right. Five. Gross. Because four fingers and a thumb. He goes, he goes down. Yeah. He does, he doesn't just, he doesn't just lick, la, 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 la. he doesn't lick the tips of his fingers. Like a man earning his money behind that Arby's dumpster. <laughs> he goes down to the third knuckle. <laughs> He almost gets the whole fist in it. He's almost fisting himself to get every drop of that 
chicken-laden butter drippings off of his finger. It was also the ring hand. There's the pre-chicken right. guts on it. Right. Yeah, the uh, pre-roasting right. chicken guts. Right. A little, yeah. little, bit, little bit of chicken gut smegma around the foreskin <laughs> right. of the silicone wedding ring. Right. Just in case you need a visual. So there he is. He's licking, licking every paw. Licking every bean on his paw. He is in ecstasy over how good the chicken came out. He even snuck a piece of onion for some reason. Yeah, he wanted to test the onion. So he devoured the thigh of the chicken. It's really, that he ripped off, and now he's going after the leg. Really strange, like, looking at the vegetables on the roasting pan, it seemed like there were a lot more before it went in. I know they shrink, don't get me wrong. If there was an incident where something had spilled on the floor, yes, that would... he could probably have lost some of the vegetables then. Now, this is what we're talking about. At time index, 14 minutes and 57 seconds. He gets a little nonplussed. Something happens. His voice gets soft, and he's like, I have to go over here now. And if you notice he doesn't have the towel in front of him because that towel is supposedly contaminated. Now remember where Jack is. He's in his kitchen. To frame right is Jack's laundry room. Yeah. So he could have immediately put the towel from his countertop immediately into the drum of the washer. Yeah. Therefore taking proper food safety handling procedures. That's a woman's job, lazy man. Well, that is. <laughs> I think we can all agree, fellows, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Tammy probably does all the laundry. She usually does the laundry on the weekends when he's actually trying to film a video. Her washer and dryer set kind of sing when... They go off like a Japanese rice cooker. They do a little song. Instead of putting it in, in the washing machine, he puts it probably somewhere close to the sink, off I'm camera, guessing. probably by the Cheez-Its. Yeah. He's reappeared with the towel. The contaminated towel. It's the same one. But he has it shoved into his claw arm. It looks like he went and got like a compress. Maybe he burned himself taking this out of the oven somehow? Or that structural failure of the like original maybe, roasting pan? Maybe it spilled some of the liquid on himself in that burn. He's shoving it down in there as if it's injured or trying to really clean it off. Maybe there's a cold compress going on. It's really weird. This is where our hypotheses differ. Pink Chicken believes that he's injured the dead claw arm. I believe that he has just moistened with the chicken grease. When you saw him hovering over the bird to try to carve it with the knife and then we smash cut to him with a piece of ripped off leg, unless you take your strokey arm and shove it into the carcass of the chicken, you're not going to be able to have the strength to rip a leg off a chicken unless you weight it down somehow. My supposition is that he held it down with strokey arm ripped the leg off the chicken or ripped, you know, was basically ripping extremities off of the chicken, then noticed, because I don't know how much feeling he has in that hand, and the stroke-laden hand, I think then he noticed that, like, goo was dripping off the chicken from his ripping action. So Pink Chicken's supposition is injury, my supposition is filth. The other theory is, with using that knife the way he was swinging it around like that, maybe he cut himself. I don't see any blood or anything like that, but maybe it's just like a little nick or something. He's never done this in any other video. Video, right. where he's taken the towel and he's wrapping up that strokey dead hand. Yeah, something's so, weird. Something happened. He either burnt his dead hand in the structural failure of the aluminum pan, or he injured itself with the knife, or it's just covered in chicken filth because he had to rip that leg off. He just couldn't wait. The Wendigo had to feed. It's really weird. If mommy wife isn't coming home until five o'clock, why are you starting dinner at one o'clock in the afternoon when a chicken does not take longer than two hours to to do. I mean, even if you are disabled, uh -huh. 
If you started it at three, right. you could probably have it done or almost ready to come out of the oven for five o'clock. Like, why is he starting it so early? Well, don't I don't you... think this is dinner. I think this is Jackie Snacky. Ooh, secret eating. Secret eating. Secret eating, guys. It's not going to make it into the closet. He's going to have it all finished before that happens. Oh, yeah. He's just going to dive his whole head into that roasting pan and go after every little bit of buttery onion goodness and chicken awful. I think it just has to do with Jack's production schedule. Jack does not have a day job. So Jack pretends that filming these little 20 minute videos or 15 minute videos, now down to like five or six minute videos, Jack pretends that is his job. So he does that at normal office hour time. Now I have a question because I'm, I'm reading this recipe. It says, remove the chicken from the oven and transfer to a hot platter. Let rest five to 10 minutes before carving. Do you think he let it rest? I think he carved right into it. I'm also interested in this hot platter idea. Obviously he stole the recipe. I don't think he cracked open the Julia Child's cookbook because that requires too much effort. And right. he's a lazy man, as we know. Absolutely. I, I think he went online and Googled Julia Child roast chicken recipe and whatever came back as the first result, it was what he picked. There's a hundred other ones out there like this. And it's basically all the same. He barely masters any of the basic techniques for this. Falls far short of his supposed goal of aping Julia Child. I'm gonna call this 0 for 3. What do you think? Is, is this a win or a loss? Well, it's a win for us. <laughs> in that we get the most mysterious of the Julia in June videos. Because there's so many mysteries to be unraveled and yeah. savored I mean, at I the get, end of this video. I feel like we missed a lot of this the first time we watched it. So I'm glad we waited it a little bit and really like studied it a lot better than some of the other chicken recipes he's Based done. Based on our quarters and applied even heat. But it's I still don't think it's right. The technique is still not right. So I'm gonna say zero for three. I say zero for three as well. Use your pink scoring sheets and uh, follow <laughs> along at home. So the next recipe in the series is the most baffling one of the bunch and the most disgusting one I think too. Spaghetti Marco Polo. Oh yes. Oh oh I have I I, I, I put that out of my head like an alien I've done. But yes. <laughs> yes. Now that you mention it, again, why why would you do that to spaghetti, man? Why? That's what our next episode will be. I have delicate be. Italian sensibilities, and to see pasta abused in such a way is just... So that'll be our next recipe, something to look forward to. For now, we're going to close up shop here and start right. editing. This will take the place of our January 14th, 2 p.m. live stream, The Boys Club. Woo! Which you can tune into usually at our usual time, Saturday at 2 p.m. on YouTube. If you're listening to this in the full, in its pure podcast form, thank you. We are up to season five of Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Thank you for joining us for it. As always, I am Tom the Lazy Man. I'm Michelle Pink Chicken. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Discord, all the usual social media channels. We appreciate you. We're big on social media. Yes, and we hope we're that banned you're... by Jack on most of our social media. <laughs> yeah. Accounts. Hey, how about it? All of our burner accounts. All all of our burner accounts um, that he so, knows of <laughs> <laughs> so join us next time for spaghetti marco polo which will be an absolute shit show thank you for joining us on pink chicken and the lazy man